Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Millionaire Muslim podcast. I am Muslim and today we're going to talk about a topic that is a little bit boring but it's one of those topics that we do need to talk about and it probably affects most people if not everyone and a lot of people get this topic wrong and by that I mean that they're either not doing it or they're in something completely haram and that topic is pensions specifically we're going to be talking about workplace pensions because that is the one that affects the majority of people and we are going to talk about whether you should have them or not changes that are coming in from the next tax year which is from the 6th of april 2019 we're also going to cover how you can make sure that what you're invested in is actually halal within your pension and to finish off, we're going to talk about what we need to do if you're struggling to get through to your employer in terms of offering something that is actually Sharia compliant. But before we do that, before we dive into pensions, I just want to take a moment to thank a couple of people. First is the guys over at the MuslimVibe.com for featuring us in their top 10 Muslim podcasts of 2019, which is absolutely brilliant. Alhamdulillah. Um, and also while I'm here... I'm told that there was somebody on Instagram who also featured us on a similar list uh, called Nerdy Muslim. I don't know his name, so apologies, but Jazakallah Khair. And we really appreciate it. And for you listeners, we would be very, very grateful if you would share the podcast, if you enjoy it, with at least one person. Um, And that way our audience grows and Alhamdulillah, we can carry on doing this stuff if you find it useful. So let's move on to actually talking about pensions then. So One of the things that I often get asked by people, uh, not necessarily just Muslims either, just by people, is whether you should even have a workplace pension. What's the point? Because all you see is this figure coming out of your salary. And of course, nowadays we know that workplace pension contributions are obligatory, both from an employee and an employer perspective. So, you know, is it all just a big con? Is it something that has been mandated upon us, but actually doesn't benefit us whatsoever? So my conclusion on this is that I think it's a good thing overall. The way I look at it is that it's free money. Because if you think about the way that the actual percentages work, so at the moment you have a minimum contribution, I believe it's 3% from the employee of your gross salary, and a minimum contribution of your gross salary of 2% from your employer. So immediately on the 3% of your salary that you put in. So let's say, for example, you earn £1,000 a month, just to keep that a nice round figure, you would put in 3%, which if my maths is correct, which it very well may not be, that's £30 that you put in. And your employer is then obliged to put in 2% of your salary in there. So they would put in £20. So your £30 effectively becomes £50 that you've put in. Now, I'm no mathematician, but I believe that a £50 return on a £30 investment is a 60% gain. And I know that because I've got a calculator in front of me. And if I've done my calculations wrong, then frankly, I'm an idiot and you should tell me I am. But I think I'm right. And I think that is a 60% gain. And if you... You know, let's put this into context. If you were investing your £30 without getting the bonus, you know, 2% from your employer, you would be 
if you got a 60% return on your money, you would probably be one of the world's leading hedge fund managers or something. Because if you consistently got a 60% return, that would be absolutely phenomenal. So that's the way to look at this thing, which is I'm getting money by putting a little bit of money in and making a gain on it instantly. What happens after that is a point for discussion a little bit later on, i.e. what actually happens with that pot of money that me and my employer put in, how's it invested and so on, will that grow? That's a separate discussion that we'll have a little little bit later on in the podcast. But for now, my conclusion on should you actually have a workplace pension is overwhelmingly yes, because it's free money. Next, I want to talk about some changes that are coming in from the next tax year, which is the 6th of April 2019. And those changes will affect you because the minimum contribution from you as an employee is going up from the current 3% to a 5%. So in effect, you will see a hit in your net pay because pension contributions are taken from the gross. So do watch out for that. I'm not sure that it's been very well publicized, actually, but it is coming in from the 6th of April. So do bear that in mind when you open your payslips at the end of April. The other thing that is going up, thankfully, is the employer contribution. So the employee contribution is going up from 3% to 5%, and the employer contribution is going up from 2% to three percent so let's run that in terms of figures and compare it to the previous regime on the previous regime we discussed that you put in two percent your employer sorry you put in three percent your employer puts in two percent and that was around a 60 percent gain i think it's 66 percent in the change that's to be implemented you would in effect be putting in 50 pounds using the previous figures and your employer would be putting in £30. So your £50 gets you £80, and that is a, a precise 60% gain. So you're slightly down in terms of what you actually get back in percentage terms, but overall, it's probably not a bad thing to encourage people to put slightly more money into their pension. What you will probably find, though, is that your employer might approach things slightly differently. So the figures that I gave were the statutory minimum obligations that you have in terms of a workplace pension. I know for a fact, for example, that my employer's contribution is, I think, 5% going up to 8% in the new regime. So it's worth checking in with HR if they've not communicated something in terms of what is actually going to happen from the 6th of April 2019 because if you've not been told then you probably should be told because it is going to affect you and everybody else so make sure you check in with HR on that and often employers can be more generous than the statutory obligation so you can end up a lot better off actually than just the you know 60 or 66% gain that I mentioned earlier so all of that feeds into this idea that contributing to a workplace pension is definitely a good thing. We should definitely do it. And it's free money. So the third thing I want to talk about, which is probably the trickiest point, is how then do you actually make sure 
that the money that you and your employer have amassed over the months and on an ongoing basis, how do you make sure that that money is then actually invested into something that is halal? Because the way pensions work is that they don't just sit there in cash because that would be quite a silly thing to do over a long period of time because inflation eats away at your money. So what the pension fund actually does is they invest your money on your behalf into various instruments, usually a fund, which is basically a collection of shares on the stock market that are run by a fund manager. And you get all kinds of funds. You get loads of different types of varying strategies. So some will be high risk, some will be low risk, some will be targeting international, some will be targeting the UK, and so on and so forth. And if you're somebody that doesn't have to worry about halal investing, then you've got a plethora of funds to choose from. And you can probably actually, you know, mix and match and you can put maybe 20% of your money into something that's quite risky and you can maybe put 50% into something safe and so on and so forth. As Muslims, we don't really have that luxury. So the first thing we need to do is make sure that whatever we are invested in is actually halal. And we need to make sure that we do it pretty quickly because the last thing that you want is to get to, you know, 50, 60 years old and you realize that this pension pot that you've accumulated, part of its growth has been from haram and then you're going to have to go through a whole exercise of purification and it will not be fun, I promise you that. Some of you might be listening to this and you might already be at that stage where you're realizing, perhaps for the first time even now, that your pension accumulation, some of it is from haram. My advice to you is that take some action today. Don't just put it off. Take some action today and inshallah you'll, you'll find the route forward. Um, on, on the website, islamicfinanceguru.com, we've got a free um, purification course. If you go on the courses page, definitely sign up for that and have a think about that and, and get in touch with us if you're struggling as well. Because this is something that it will affect people. And that you know what we really don't want is a situation on Yom Al-Qiyamah where we're having to take account for something that was relatively easy to sort out. It's one of those tasks that you know, you sort it out once, you've sorted it forever. It's a little bit of a faff and a little bit of a hassle, but it needs to be done. Right, so how do we do it? So your workplace pension, um, it depends on what provider your workplace uses. So as an example, my workplace use a company called Scottish Widows as the pension provider. So the key thing to do is log on to your platform, whatever it is, and see if there's a way of changing the fund that you're invested in online. So first of all, check what you're actually invested in. If it is listed as being a Sharia compliant fund, then happy days, you don't need to do anything. If, which is more likely, it's not listed as a Sharia compliant fund or you, or you can't find much information about it, then you need to figure out how you can go about changing from that fund into a Sharia compliant fund. Now with Scottish Widows, for example, I know that I couldn't really find that information very easily. So I had to involve my workplace and they had to involve the relationship manager and so on and so forth. And eventually we got there, there is one Sharia compliant fund 
on Scottish Widows, which isn't ideal because in an ideal world, what I would do is spread my risk across different funds rather than putting it into one fund because if that one fund goes belly up because, you know, for whatever reason, their strategy uh, comes under scrutiny or it comes under pressure because of the global economy, then I'm going to suffer or my pension is going to suffer. So in an ideal world, I would have had multiple funds with different strategies so that they act as a hedge against each other. But I don't have that luxury, unfortunately. But at least I have got one halal fund in which to invest. So you need to make sure that you have got at least the same where you can park your money. And if you are struggling, then definitely do involve HR because they 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 do have to help. And if they're not going to help, then we'll talk about that shortly. So make sure you're in a halal fund. And like I said, once you've sorted it, you've sorted it, it's great. And you don't have to worry about it. And all of your money then becomes halal because it's invested halal and you can enjoy, inshallah, a good uh, a good pension pot at the end of your working career. Right. So the fourth thing that I want to talk about is what I just touched on slightly earlier. What do we do if you can't find a Sharia compliant fund online because the pension provider either isn't providing it or the information isn't very clear or um, as, as somebody actually got in touch with us yesterday, they work for a public authority and the way public authorities work is that they tend to operate their own funds and they will invest in whatever they will invest in. And you can't kind of turn around to them and say, actually, you need to change your whole strategy because this doesn't align with my religious beliefs. I don't think they're going to be very receptive to something like that. But equally, you as a Muslim have your needs and the law protects that. And frankly, there needs to be something done to get to a middle point where all parties are happy. So what do we do then? So the first thing that we would do, I think, is what I mentioned earlier, which is if you can't find it, then definitely get in touch with your HR. I know that when I got in touch with my HR, they, they really did take it on board. They got in touch with the Scottish Widows Relationship Manager. I had a direct email from them saying, you know, this particular fund in our offering is Sharia compliant. I checked it out. It, it was definitely Sharia compliant. It was certified as being Sharia compliant. And it was quite tricky to actually find that on the on the portal because the way I was going about it was by just typing in Islamic into the search. But this particular fund wasn't named, um, you know, something with Islamic in the title. It was just a fund that invested into a different fund that was an Islamic fund. So he managed to track that down and that, that was a help for me. And therefore, I think the best thing that you can do initially is get in touch with HR and they will, if they don't know the answer, they'll put you in touch with the right people or they should put you in touch with the right people. Slightly trickier is when HR either don't help or can't help or don't really understand, you know, what what do we do at that point? If you're stuck with a haram pension, nobody's really helping you. Then I think that, and, and I had thought about this when I was going through my own pension concerns, you know, what am I going to do if the answer to this is, no, sorry, we don't have a Sharia compliant fund? The answer that I had provisionally come to 
was that I was going to initially politely ask them to contribute to a SIP. Now, a SIP, for those of you who are not familiar with it, stands for, I think it stands for something like a self-invested personal pension or something very similar. And the idea is that it's your own pension account. You have absolute control over where you invest. And the way it practically works is that you'd, you'd sign up with any of the regular brokers online like AJ Bell or Hargreaves Lansdowne, whoever it might be, you get to access your SIP online and you just treat it like a bank account or a stocks and shares ISA or anything like that. You've got full control over what's going on. You've got full control over where that money is invested. I think you can potentially even keep that money as cash. Crucially, you can actually search out the Islamic funds on that particular platform and start investing in them for yourself, which is absolutely what you want to do. So my conclusion was that I'm going to open a SIP myself and I'm going to oblige my employer to contribute to my SIP. So in the law, you're not an employer is not obliged to contribute to a SIP. They can contribute to a SIP, but they're not obliged to contribute to a SIP. But I was going to ask them to contribute to my SIP as part of their employer contribution rather than contributing to the standard workplace pension. I didn't have to do that, but I, I am contemplating and I did contemplate at the time whether because of the fact that there's only one Sharia compliant fund in my pension that I might get to a point where I quite reasonably would ask my employer to contribute to a SIP because it's not really fair that I, as a Muslim, only have one fund to choose from when the reality is that a sensible investment strategy probably doesn't include putting all your money in one fund for the next you know, 20, 30, 40 years. That can't be something that any reasonable person agrees with. However, for now, I'm minded just to sort of keep it as it is because I don't particularly mind that much. And I'm not forced into that sort of action because at least I have got somewhere halal to put my money. But not all of you are going to enjoy that luxury. So if you don't enjoy that luxury, I think the first thing to say is very politely explain to HR and get whoever involved, you know, whoever involved that you, that you need to explain to them that this is what my aims are. You know, I need to invest in something that is Sharia compliant and you know that it's Sharia compliant because it will be certified as being Sharia compliant and here are some examples of funds that are Sharia compliant and we've actually got a list of Sharia compliant funds on our website so if you go onto islamicfinanceguru.com go right to the footer and there's a box with a blue button and it says that if you subscribe here by putting your email in you'll get the, the get you'll get the PDF so if you've not got it and you want it, then go to islamicfinanceguru.com, head right to the footer and sign up there and you'll get the PDF. And if you're already a subscriber, but you've not got the PDF, then just drop me a line and inshallah I'll, I'll send it over to you. You can get me on mohsin at islamicfinanceguru.com or via the contact us page on islamicfinanceguru.com. So explain to HR or whoever it is that this this is what's going on this is what I need 
here are a bunch of Sharia compliant funds that are listed that you can very easily invest in and you know this is not some kind of really niche out there situation this is quite a mainstream thing and explain to them that given that the pension the workplace pension doesn't offer anything Sharia compliant you feel that the best way out of this for all the parties is for you to open a SIP and for your employer to contribute what it would have contributed for you in any event. Now it might be a little bit of a faff for them and you'll, you might get some resistance from them initially because it's slightly different from the normal procedures and workplaces and especially big employers, they, they love procedure and process and everything to be in one neat box. But unfortunately, life doesn't always work like that. So you might get resistance from them, but you do need to keep pushing. And if it gets a little bit tetchy and it gets a bit hostile, then I would actually be minded to potentially, I mean, I don't think that this has been tested at all. I would have to do some research and I'd be keen to hear from you guys if you've ever had situations like this. But potentially, you know, this could be something that needs some sort of threat of legal action. Because the way I see it is that by not affording a Muslim their pension needs, which are actually so important to everybody's lives, that would be an act of potentially indirect uh, discrimination. And I'd be quite keen to hear what an employer would have to say about something like that. So if this is something on your mind, then do get in touch with me and Ibrahim, so Mohsin at IslamicFinanceGuru.com and Ibrahim at IslamicFinanceGuru.com and tell us about, I mean, it might, it might not be this particular issue, but certainly if it is this issue, then get in touch. But if you've got any other concerns or questions, then just get in touch with us and we'll do our very best to answer them or we'll point you in the right direction if we can't, inshallah. And that's all I have to say really today about pensions. There's probably quite a lot more to say, but I wanted to keep this episode fairly short. So like I said, do get in touch with us if you've got any questions or concerns or queries. And I just wanted to mention before we finish that you may or may not have heard that we recently launched a new course that will be going live on the 15th of June, inshallah, called Halal Investing for Busy Professionals. And it's designed to assist you in your investing journey by basically laying out all the good halal options out there that we've sifted through and really stress testing them and reviewing them and essentially at the end of that course giving you a list of things that you can go for and for you then to kind of allocate and decide where you're going to put money and hopefully by the end of it you'll have a really quite nice diverse portfolio with different elements of risk and you've got different assets and all that good stuff so if you're interested then do check it out you can find it on our website and at the moment before the launch you'll benefit from an early bird discount as well which is great so if you want to have a look at that it's islamicfinanceguru.com forward slash courses so jazakallah khair for listening get in touch with any queries assalamu alaikum warahmatullah